Welcome to the Wikipedia Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Sam, and with me, like always, we've got Kyle and Micah. How are you guys doing today? Oh, doing pretty good overall, Sam, and uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, and I hope you don't actually think that you're uh, you're basically God, because uh, then we might actually have an issue. But uh, you still know, happy to be I here. don't believe that. So. <laughs> Oh, praise the Lord, because my week is just about to get a whole lot worse if you did. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, no, it's, uh, I, it's good to be here with you. Y- you know, guys, my wife reminds me every day that the world does not revolve around me. So there's no way I could fall into that heresy. She she keeps me accountable <laughs> on that one. Hey, uh, who finds a wife finds a good thing from the Lord. That's that's a uh, that's what you need right there. Yeah, you, no, I, I, I love my wife. In fact, she's an angel. She's always up there harping on something, you know. Um, but <laughs> no, no, no. No, I actually do love my wife, but that, that's just an old evangelist joke. I love the old evangelist jokes. Um, but before... We won't tell her you said that. Yeah, th- no, and, and and we're good. I don't think she listens to to, to anything that I do anyway, so we're good uh, on that, you know. Uh, my, my mom does listen, though, so I always like to give her a shout out. Um, she, she puts it on to go to sleep too. Uh, she tells me that any of my sermons or podcasts or radio shows, she, she says she puts that on so that she can fall asleep. I was, I was like, Oh, thanks. Hi, Sam's mom. Yeah. Sleep yeah. Well. It, 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 see, every time I, I, I give a shout out to her for that show, I make sure to let me know that, that she was awake. So I always try to do it at the beginning so that she can catch it. Good. Good. So, uh, now, now that I've gotten everybody, uh, all, all the women in my life, very, very mad at me, um, <laughs> Uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about the the image of God. That's what we're going to be talking about today, right? Oh, uh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how about somebody else goes ahead and takes the the mic here, so I don't get in trouble? Uh, Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about the image of God? Well, so let, let's set this up because the woke really like to talk about the image of God, uh, the Imago Day. They do. Uh, do you like? I think they more like to bring it up because Imago Day just sounds fun, uh, and it makes them sound smart. But I, I mean, they use it as almost like a defense for their beliefs. So we need to talk about it a little bit because mm-hmm. it actually might be antithetical to their entire worldview, uh, the reality of it compared to how they're wielding it. Uh, like most things, they wield it like a club. Uh, to say, I'm right because Imago Day. Right. You know, and, and I think this is a, a really good point that you're bringing up, and we're going to flesh this out a little bit more later on, but they really do use it quite a bit, and it really is completely contrary to the worldview. Um, it, and this is something that the woke do a lot, actually, with different things. <laughs> Anything they get can get their hands on. Right. I mean, you, you know, woke ideology is from Satan and Satan is a counterfeiter. And so he really does like to take narratives of what are in God's word and then goes and flips them on their head and <laughs> tries to make a claim of them. And so it is important to, to notice that. But but where does the term image of God or Imago Dei, where, where does that come from? Well, well, that comes from uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26, and it comes from Genesis 2, verse 7. And um, what the Bible tells us is that God created man in his image, male and female, he created them. 
So that means that all of us are endowed with this image of God. So when the woke uses this term, it is actually a biblical term. The Imago Dei yeah. is just a Latinized version of that. Um, but it is a term that comes from scripture. So really the issue isn't with the term itself, but how it's used. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the kind of thing. And so, I mean, again, they use it and they kind of use it for, with most of the things because of the, the foundations they sit upon. Uh, truth is subjective rather than objective. So they kind of morph it to fit whatever they mean at the current moment. But a couple of things that they traditionally use uh, the Imago Dei is to overemphasize human dignity and worth. You always hear mm -hmm. dignity and worth brought up when they bring up the, the Imago Dei, that all humans are in, just imbued innately with great dignity and worth because they are made in the image of God and therefore, and then they preach social justice. Mm -hmm. uh, they overemphasize the physical and I don't mean like the physical body, although they do that, but the, the here and now and the need to take care of the here and now issues, not the, the future issues, you know, salvation, saving a man's soul that he might live forever with God. But then we need to take care of, and again, they go back to social justice. We need to take care of social ills. And again, their social ills, what they define as them. Uh, and they, they kind of make it out that it's not the, the fall. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned and mankind fell, they kind of make it out that it's not the fall that defaced the Imago Dei inside of us the image of God that we all bear because something was, you know, there was a breaking at the fall. There was a breaking mm. when we transgressed God's law. We are not, we, we know this fact. We're not as we're supposed to be anymore as a result of our sin, that we are born with a sin nature, that death entered the world. We're not, what God initially designed us to be with that image of God, that reflection uh, of himself. Mm -hmm. They make it more that it's things like racism uh, as defined by CRT uh, or other things similar to that, that devalue or dehumanize someone, that those are what taint the Imago Dei. That it's something we do to another person, not our sinning against an all-holy God, the all-holy God of whose image we bear. So again, it's defined human to human. It's defined uh, overemphasizing the here and now. And it's defined about massive level of human dignity and worth. Right. It yeah. You, you know, the, the whole dignity and worth thing, another phrase came to my mind, and, and you guys tell me if I'm right on this. It, it seems like another phrase to be connected with that, with the image of God, is human flourishing. Yeah, because flourishing sounds like an amazing thing, like we should be fruitful. I mean, when we think of flourishing, we, we think of like plants, at least that's what comes to my mind, is a plant that is doing well. Um, but when they use this term human flourishing, what they really mean is like uh, the social justice agenda being fulfilled in the here and now. It's kind of just code for that. 
Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, one of the things that, that I just thought about when you're, when you're talking about this, this overemphasis of human dignity and worth, overemphasizing the physical um, and the idea that it's not the fall that defaced the image of God in us, um, but it's something else, something like racism is defined by CRT. When you're talking about those things, I'm thinking of just various issues that the woke would use this term imago dei um, to describe and, and to, to utilize this term in order to promote this particular leftist agenda. So something maybe like um, the idea of having borders in a nation, they would say <laughs> that that is, um, that is a defacing of the imago dei. That is an example of you know dehumanization. These are the terms that they use for something like that. So simply wanting to have your nation for your own people and then secondarily allow people in if, um, in fact, that's what the law describes, um, that's that's altogether something that they would reject. They would reject this idea that, that a nation can have borders. Um, in many cases, at least that's just the leftist way of thinking in, in general. They would yeah. also say this about, um, I think, something like, uh, when it comes to, um, well, if, if you prioritize things like, uh, logic and reason and, and having, um, and not reacting to things based purely upon individual experiences of emotion, they might, um, they might describe that as violating their human dignity, their imago dei. Um, so, they, and they would call that, you know, racism or prioritizing whiteness or prioritizing um, Westernism or something like that. Like all of these different terms would, would apply. And they, it, they utilize this whenever they want to appear compassionate. So this yep. term is really just used to hijack that emotion. That's what I've been, that's what I've been finding. Um, what about you guys? What, where are some areas in which you see the woke utilizing this term the most? Well, one place I've seen it now is kind of the, the, the fringe, but the woke are always pushing in a certain direction. So we see more and more things brought in, uh, but it's, it's gaining steam, which is if you don't use, uh, someone's preferred pronouns that, that is a, you know, a disrespecting, you know, it, it's mm. disrespectful to them. That's mm -hmm. not honoring the emoji and so on and so forth. And like, where, where are we at? But, right. but wait, Kyle, isn't, isn't it a violation of the Imago Dei not to treat other people with politeness and, and refer to them by their pronouns? I mean, it's, it's not like the Bible says, God created man in his image, male and female, he created them or anything, right? I mean, really what it is, is they have to ignore what the Bible says in order yeah. to make the, the Imago Dei into what they think it is. Yeah, I mean, they have to kick out the creator whose image we're in. I'm going to say that over and over again throughout this episode. They have to kick out the creator whose image we're in, in favor of honoring the creature. And if you don't have the creator who defines the image, who defines the abuse of it, who defines every aspect of it, then you don't have it at all. So you can't be violating it once you kicked God out of the picture. Right. And, and you know, I think you're, you're touching on a really important thing when it comes to the, uh, the Imago Dei 
and that is that our intrinsic value that we have as humans, and we do have intrinsic value. That's this is why mm -hmm. abortion is wrong. This is why mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it is wrong to sin against uh, those who have the image of God. Um, why it, it, our intrinsic value doesn't come because of anything that we do, anything of how great we are or something like that. It literally comes from who God is. It's because God is great and he stamps yep. his image on us that we then have, um, have, have intrinsic value. And so the interesting thing is, is that they're trying to go and say that you're breaking the value of a human being mm. when you go and you do these things. But in reality, they're flipping this whole concept of the image of God on its head. And instead of going and saying that we're in the image of God, because they're not, they're not holding up his values, they're going and doing something completely different, which you guys are touching on, is that they're going against his values. And so because they're, they're going against his values, ultimately what they're saying is, is that their, their creed is not that we're made in the image of God, but that their God is made in the image of them. That's ultimately yep. what they're saying. And uh, that's a critical point, just to understanding wokeness in general, is they get the orders and priorities backwards. They get uh, the definitions backwards. And I don't just mean like they flip a definition to make it mean the opposite. I mean, they get where we get the definition from backwards. What you just said there, rather than God defining us and in this, in particular, the uh, Imago Dei, we, the value we have that we arbitrarily assign to another person determines who God is. So they, they mm. I mean, they, they use circular reasoning in the end. Well, yeah. Why is it a violation of the image of God in this person to do X thing? Well, because they have this intrinsic this specifically defined intrinsic worth. Where does that come from? It comes from, you know, who God is. Well, how do you get that definition of who God is? Well, we see it in people because they have this intrinsic, specific intrinsic worth. Well, where do you get that? You get that from God. And then round and around, yeah, rather than going to the Bible and saying, what does the Bible, you know, what does God say about himself? Mm -hmm. What does that mean about us? And then what does that mean about our value? Yeah. Right. Well, and, and think about it this way. I mean, Paul, here's the thing. What, if, if I've learned anything over the course of this past year, it's that wokeness isn't really all that new. It was around during the time of the apostles. The more I study scripture, the more I see it. I mean, in Romans chapter one, the apostle Paul tells us um, that uh, in Romans chapter one, verses 22 and 23, it says this professing to become to be wise. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, mm -hmm. which is exactly what you guys are pointing out here, because what they're doing is they're effectively saying God is made in the image of man rather than vice versa. And so. Um, I mean, we see this happening. This isn't something new. I mean, Ecclesiastes tells us that there's nothing new under the sun, but this is just, they've been doing this since the beginning. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And, it, you know, because really what it is, is this is what Satan did. This is the, pri this yep. is the primordial temptation in the Garden of Eden. When Satan tempted Eve and Adam, what he did was he basically said that they would become like gods themselves. Right. And that they would then know good and evil. 
um, and things like that. Now, um, they would come to know good and evil, experientially knowing evil. Um, that would happen. But of course, Satan was lying to them in, in, in this way because ultimately that marred the image. Um, and I liked what you said earlier, Kyle, because you're talking about the brokenness that exists um, because of sin. That's the whole reason that we need atonement, at one That's what that means. We need to be put at one in a way that we are not at one because we've been broken um, in terms of our image bearing of God as a result mm -hmm. of our own sin and our own rejection of the law of God. And so the woke, uh, on the other hand, just flip all of this in reverse. Um, and it's, it is the same temptation that they're falling into that I, at least I believe that Adam and Eve fell into from the very beginning. It's, it's not new. Oh yeah. I mean, every single error, every single heresy, every single false teaching, all of it, bears at its heart the same lie, the lie that was used in the garden and the lie that will persist until Christ achieves final victory and all things are made as they were. So we should expect that through line and we should look for it, dig down into the heart. And that's why we do what we do here. We want to give you the information. We want to dig down into the origins. We want to dig down into what is said. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty, into the details, because it's important. And once you peel back the layers, you will find the same serpent that has been there since the beginning. So we got to do it. But it, we've been talking about the Imago Dei. But what is... It. So we've been talking in the negative, how they're, you know, they're using it incorrectly. Right. But what is it? And I mean, obviously, at its heart, we're made in the image of God. The image of God in us is a reflection of God. It's a reflection of his character. It, but what does it, that this, mean? Right. And, and I will give kind of a disclaimer. There's no way we can get into all of what that means in this <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> Welcome um, to the series so, we're going to be in for the next few years. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but but I, there are a few things that we I think that are vital to um, to to pointing out what what the Imago Dei means. Uh, first of all, some of the things are things that actually the woke kind of get right, um, but they wield them wrongly, which is kind of a common theme <laughs> for the woke. Um, you know. We can love, we're social. I, I think this is a, a really interesting one, especially when you consider, now the woke wouldn't point this out, but especially when you consider that we believe in a triune God, uh, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit there, that one of the reasons why the Christian God is better than the uh, Islamic God is because uh, there is a natural relationship there within the Godhead that we can mm -hmm. then go and reflect that. Whereas in Islam, there isn't that, but once again, we don't, we don't need to get, super far into that. Um, but, but we're creative, uh, we have worth and, uh, we do have dignity. And, and these are all things that the woke use, but that they use it wrongly. Um, they, they, they go and they start to define dignity based upon indignities, actually, ultimately <laughs> a lot of times, um, they, they yeah. go and they, they find worth, uh, it, it, it not like it, Yes, in, in intrinsic worth, but they almost find somebody's worth based upon their intersectional uh, markings 
as opposed to who God created them to be. Um, yes, we can love, but that doesn't mean that all love is good love. Um, mm-hmm. yes, we're, we're social, uh, but that doesn't mean necessarily that social justice is good because a lot of times social justice is really social injustice. Uh, all, yeah. you know, all of these, these kind of things, they, they kind of flip it uh, on its head once again. Um, but I think we we're trying to stick to the positive here and I kind of went to the negative. So sorry, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, with the way that the woke use it, I can't even blame you because it's everywhere. But yeah, yeah I, I get what you're talking about. I mean, the reality is this, that they do get some things right, at least in name, when they talk about these ideas of, of the love and the social um, aspects of the fact that we are made in God's image. I mean, God is love. God is a, a he is tripersonal. He is a triune God. Um, so he has the social aspect. He is creative. He's the creator. All of the creation that we do is only an imitation of him to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, well, God is the only one who is worthy of any kind of praise. He's the only one who has intrinsic worth, real worth that is derived only from himself and is not contingent upon something else. Yeah. He's the only one that has necessary worth. Um, and then he's the only one also who has that kind of necessary dignity. Um, and so we, as image bearers of him, we reflect him in that we have contingently, we have the same attributes. Um, we don't have them necessarily in the sense that we don't come up with these things in and of ourselves, in and of our own existence. These are things that God has instituted and they come from him. And so mm-hmm. when we think about the Imago Dei, that's, that really is how we have to think about it is that this is something that is bestowed upon us by God. And if we get that right, if we get the fact that it is not something that comes from within us inherently, but it's rather something that comes from God down to us, that he gives to each of us, then um, we're going to have a much easier time discovering what it actually looks like to be um, fully made in the image of God and, and to pursue uh, being made in the image of God. I mean, the Bible tells us we're supposed to be like Christ. We're supposed to be conformed to the image of his son. Um, so it tells us that we are supposed to be godly. And um, that's really what it means to be made in the image of God is to have a um, purpose, which is to be godly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of really, really good stuff that we need to glean from this concept. And of course, like Sam said, we're never going to get into all of it, um, <laughs> but we can get into the basics like that. Yeah. And well, let's put it this way. To understand humanity, you have to understand who God is. Absolutely. But you will never understand who God is by examining humanity. Right. You only get a dim reflection. And there's important analogies in there, like marriage. Marriage has a lot of uh, reflections of God's different relationships, whether it's within the Trinity itself, whether it's his relationship with Israel, or whether it's between Christ and the church. But they all, even there, They're all pointing back to God himself and his innate character attributes. Everything is always pointing up to him. And when you 
move upwards, you understand the things below. Pyramids don't work if you flip them upside down. <laughs> but that's what the woke are trying to do. Right. And it doesn't make sense. But Well, it's satanic inversion. That's what it is. It's inverting well, the things no. that God has designed. It's yeah, exactly well, what they're doing. Well, the, the yeah. only thing a pyramid turned upside down would be good for is to spin it, and then it becomes a top. But the problem is, is that the top still falls down. Yeah. Yeah, every time. And, and that's yeah. the the that's the thing that they don't quite get and this is i mean this is something that humanity doesn't generally get in their sinful states in their natural sinfulness is that all of our efforts will be in vain unless they are in accordance with god and what he has mm -hmm. designed for us i mean from the tower of babel onward i mean we see that over and over again replete throughout the scriptures that whenever humanity thinks that it can accomplish something in and of itself as a part, you know, apart from the will of God, apart from his direction and his commands, um, no matter how long it lasts, it always collapses. And honestly, yeah. I think in some ways, the longer it does last, the greater the collapse. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's really important that we remember the precepts of God it in all of this. And, you know, Kyle, one of the things that you said that I, I really like is that in order for us to understand humanity, we have to understand God. And God is ultimately more than, than physical. We, we do know that uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, but we do know that God is is more than physical. Um, he, mm -hmm. he is spiritual. Uh, you know, he is a spirit. Mm -hmm. and, and so, therefore, we have that aspect to us as well that's that's beyond the physical it isn't just physical. Yeah. And because of this, uh, that we, we do have a responsibility and we, we do have a relationship to morality um, in, in sin in particular and to not <laughs> sin righteousness. Yeah. And that's something they, they don't like to go into some. Well, they don't like to go into sin at all unless it's <laughs> or sin the word. of racism. Uh, that seems... It's only when you cross their lines do you get the word sin. Uh, it means they can never sin. But, but yeah, I mean, it includes the image of God within us, includes that we're spiritual beings, not just physical, that we have responsibility to morality and to the sin that we've committed. When you, you know, when you're given something, you're responsible for it. We've been given these attributes, these reflections of God. Therefore, we are responsible for how we wield them. We can know good and evil. Mm -hmm. We can know right and wrong. We can know God's law. So we're responsible for that. We're responsible for keeping that. And we broke that. Right. It, we, well, in we that idea of just even milk. Knowing it, you know, that contradicts situation ethics. Yeah. W yeah. Which is the ethic that they use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's kind of a critical thing in understanding how they're using it inappropriately, because that's one of the things that they, they talking about the woke, that they wield is situation ethics. Mm -hmm. They try and get morality uprooted from God's law from being fully objective, uh, from being 
you know, having a standard that can't be questioned and they try and put nuance and spin on it. But if we are made in the image of God, we can know God's law and we are then Mm -hmm. responsible for that, for transgression of it and for keeping it. You know, we're responsible for sin and for righteousness. Right. So situation ethics. So, so then what you're saying there is that it's a sin to transgress against someone who's made in the image of God. Well, I guess it depends on what you mean by that. What do you define as transgression? Because are you transgressing against, where is the transgression actually taking place? Exactly. So the the transgression, of course, biblically is taking place against God, right? Yeah. So, well, well, his then, law, his his law, which comes from his character. Yeah, exactly. So, so it is through the violation of his law that, and we do need to be very clear about that. That that is exactly what sin is. It is transgression against the law. The Apostle John tells us that very, very clearly. The Bible, the whole Bible, is replete with telling us that um, anyone mm-hmm. who denies the necessity of the law denies what Christ has taught. Um, it, but the so so through the violation of the law um we are violating the law of whom well it's god and so yeah. because it's the law of god then that's why it's a sin it's not just a sin because someone else decided that it yeah. was sin well that's right. it was it's exactly because it's if if it was just because someone decided that well i could decide that you guys have sinned against me simply by existing you know i could i could say that that doesn't make it. People sin. say that to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just riffing on you guys. But it, really, though, like I could make anything out to be a sin, and then accuse mm-hmm. everybody else of it, and then, um, and then everybody else would have to bear the guilt of that. That doesn't make any sense. But ultimately, it, that's that's the conclusion of wokeness. Well, it, it and it's the, the reason it's a sin to sin against somebody who has the uh, the image of God stamped on them. And this is what, like what you're saying, Kyle, it's so vital to, to understand what, what are we talking about? Where, where was the transgression? Uh, was it against the person or was it against God's law? And, and the reason why this is so important is because if it's just against me and my preference specifically, that, that would be the, the person there. If it's mm-hmm. against me and my preference, I don't have intrinsic value in my preference. But when it's against God's law, well, God's law comes from God's character and God's character is what we said earlier, that's ultimately what's stamped upon us, what is what makes us mm-hmm. in the image of him. And so therefore it comes back to breaking the law, which is therefore the objective idea of going and understanding what sin is. And because we are spiritual beings, I think this is a really important point to, to touch on here because we, we are more than just physical beings. We can understand um, truth. And so we can mm. know objectively right and wrong, which once again goes against the woke, because what, what do they call that uh, standpoint epistemology? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. If this is why understanding the, the character of God, the attributes of God is critical. Because if you can understand these things, again, you understand God, you will understand humanity. You will understand the ones made in the image of God. If you're trying to understand the world by looking at a broken reflection, 
what are you going to get? You're going to get a broken result. And that's what happens with them. But when you understand God's character, you will understand necessary things. You will understand uh, the consequences of being made in the image of God and our ability to know truth, to use reasoning uh, and logic and uh, understand the order that God has built into the universe, into uh creation itself well then you can't have a lot of these different things like standpoint epistemology where truth depends on what not god but on me and my standpoint my positioning what i see and what i decide my truth no if we are actually made in the image of god there is no other choice we can know truth Truth exists, we can know it, and we're then, again, responsibility. We're judged by that. Mm -hmm. That's right. It, yeah. And it is because of the image of God. Mm -hmm. well, it, it, any final thoughts, guys? Uh, are you saying in general or just on the, uh, the positive aspects of the image of God? Because I have some final thoughts about some things. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever wisdom you want to impart with us. Well, if again, again, if all the things that we've mentioned are true, and if they, you know, if the Bible is true, then all the character uh, attributes of God are true, and they have to be true. Otherwise, there's no possible way he'd be God. Uh, then our responsibility our ability to reason, our ability to know uh, morality and to make uh, moral judgments. Even if we're, you know, sinful and broken, we still know that morality exists. Uh, we have it. <laughs> we have it within us. Even if we are morally corrupt, we still know that there's a standard. There's such a thing as morality. God's law is written on our hearts, even if we choose to rebel against that uh but if all this is true then wokeness is dead on arrival mm -hmm. it it can't even get off the ground because it's foundationless mm -hmm. and so when they wield the image of god when they say oh the imago day means this it means that these consequences well they're not they don't want the whole thing they don't want the whole pie they just want to take little slivers and then with the, instead of feeding you the sliver so you taste it yourself, they hold it back and tell you what it tastes like. So they control what they show you and they control uh, the information itself so you don't get full access to it. But when you get the whole pie, the whole worldview doesn't work. It's incoherent. It's incompatible with Christianity. And I mean, that's why we, we don't have this, this compromise of, well, the woke, you, know, you can be a Christian and woke. There's no category for that because it is antithetical 
to Christianity is antithetical to the image of God is antithetical to, you know, on and on throughout the list. And ultimately that's why it's antithetical to the gospel. Because if you destroy the image of God, if you destroy the character of God, then the gospels exploded right there. The gospel, it just doesn't work. Because then what do we need to be saved from if we don't have this responsibility, uh, if we don't understand, have the capability to understand morality, if we don't have, if we can't know truth, if we can't uh, reason, if we can't know God, then the gospel is useless. But beyond that, God is not who he claimed he is if all of these other things aren't true. You blow up Christianity. That's the danger of wokeness. It blows up 100% of it. Just because some people are trying to syncretize wokeness and Christianity does not mean you can. Absolutely. And I think that that is just so important to really point out and emphasize that because they get this wrong and they do get the anthropology wrong, which is ultimately that man is made in the image of God. That's the, that's theological uh, anthropology here that yeah. they do get the gospel wrong because they're not understanding man's true need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't understand. Um, they don't understand the ways in which the image of Godness has been marred. Not really. I mean, they would say that they would say that the image of God has been marred in us and stuff like that. They would say some of these right things so that they can check it off of a checklist somewhere and say, oh, look, I'm orthodox. Well, no, you're not. But um, <laughs> they, they would say that. But really deep down, they don't understand that it is that because there's an image, there's a standard. I mean, when an artist yep. paints a picture, there is a standard of reality, at least if he's a good artist, if he's not a postmodern um if he's not a postmodernist, he's going to look at a, something real in reality, and that thing is going to be an objective standard for whether or not his art turns out good. Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't look anything like what he's trying to portray, it's bad. It just is. Because there is a standard that exists outside of his subjective mind. Um, and so in the same way, um, God is the ultimate... Um, he, he is the ultimate standard. And so if we don't understand him, if, if the way that we enact in our, act in our lives shows that we don't see him at all as he tells us to see him, as he shows himself to us in scripture, and then the picture that we come out with on the other end is one in our own making, um, well, that's, that's what the woke ultimately uh, that's, that's what would ultimately happen with, if you follow wokeness to its ultimate conclusion and still try to pretend that you're being a Christian about it. So ultimately they reject the standard that God is. Yep. They reject him. And so therefore they get the whole picture wrong. Um, but we as Christians, we can look to scripture to find out because God has revealed himself and God has given us knowledge and access to that knowledge. Um, despite what postmodern quote unquote Christians might say, or deconstruction deconstructing Christians might say, he has given us that. And mm -hmm. so we can look to scripture and we can find out 
who God is. And by finding out who God is, we can then find out who we are supposed to be. And then Amen. we can, through the Holy Spirit's grace, act more and more like Jesus Christ, who is the person whose image we are made in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important what you said there. Uh, I don't know the exact edge, so I'm just going to say it this way, because uh, I don't know where, in, in this sense, modern ends and postmodern begins. But uh, so I'll just say it like this. I think it's really important what you said there, that postmodern art is a sin against the image of God. <laughs> it is. I agree. Finally, someone else says it. <laughs> uh, well, I, in, in, in a certain sense, it is true. Uh, but that's, that's a different topic. Uh, yeah. On that note, we'll get I think into that some other day. I, I think it's important that everybody goes to enemieswithinthechurch.com and checks out all that we have at Wikipedia. Uh, and perhaps someday we'll find out more on the sin of modern art. But um, <laughs> my, Mike is getting excited about that. I can see that. He's just. Oh, like, yeah. I'm yes. pumped. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Let's do another episode. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I won't make you guys suffer through that. <laughs> I'll just shut my camera off a little bit, guys, because I don't have anything to contribute on uh, <laughs> art. Uh, my stick figures might qualify as postmodern art. No, some yours are actually based on something real. True. You haven't seen my art yet. Also a fair point. <laughs> well, there's a difference between being bad and being deconstructionist. Well, Although, sometimes you're just so bad it deconstructs everything. But nonetheless, you need to go to enemieswithinthechurch.com. <laughs> and uh, uh, also, um, go ahead. When you, you go there, there's this red button. It says donate. And you can donate there. It, it might help us to where I might be able to take some art lessons someday. Uh, and that could help out everything. So go ahead and donate. To enemies within the church, you'd be helping out a great cause there. No, we really wouldn't waste our money on on uh, art lessons for me. We, we would use it to, uh, to to much better things like fighting the woke. Um, although if we made them look at my art for a while, that might you know scare them quite a bit too. Uh, we'll just post but, that on our website. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, you can contact us at uh, contactwokepedia at gmail.com. Once again, it's contactwokepedia at gmail.com. And also, uh, we have another email, too, that we need to promote just a little bit. Um, and it's wokipediamedia at gmail.com. Is that right? Yep. Wokipediamedia at gmail.com. And if you are interested in sponsoring one of our shows, go ahead and do that. Just email that email. I about said website, but it's it's the same website, different email. So go ahead and email that. Uh, at wikipediamedia at gmail.com. I forgot what it was there for a second. And, and so go ahead and contact us. Um, anything we need to say, guys? Well, I mean, I just encourage people to uh, take advantage of the resources that we're providing. Uh, mm -hmm. And again, just double down on, you know, Sam's art really is that bad. So we do need you to donate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. If we can get 10, 10, just 10 people to donate 
$100 each, I'm pretty sure we could get him into a decent art class. Yes. You know, and here's the thing, guys. Speaking of art, we're going to have um, some new merchandise coming out, hopefully here pretty soon. Um, so for those of you who are fans of Enemies Within the Church, you can look forward to um, that. And don't worry, it will not have some <laughs> stick figure drawings on it. Um, but yeah, just look at, um, be on the lookout on uh, the online store. Um, just go to enemieswithinthechurch.com and uh, you can look up at the top and find the button to go there to the store. And uh, we will have some uh, different things. Hopefully we're going to get some mugs. I know that everybody does like some kind of like mug thing, yeah. whether it's Ben Shapiro or Steven Crowder with the mug club or whatever. Um, we're going to cash in on that. Um, and the reason for it, of course, is because we need we're to keep this you. website up and running. And uh, it does take hours of our time and it takes hours of um, research, takes hours of writing, takes hours um to do this stuff. And, um, unfortunately, uh, that requires, um, that, re that, that has a cost. And yep. so, um, we would just very much appreciate it if you guys, um, would either donate or buy some merchandise so that you guys can get something out of it as well. Um, but either way, we're appreciative of, uh, everything that you guys decide to give. And, uh, we ask that you would prayerfully consider it. Um, anything else guys, before we head out? You, you know, if they don't buy the mugs when we get those eventually, we'll we'll threaten them with putting my art up for sale. <laughs> so don't it'll be right on the main page um, on our revamped website. That'll be the the theme. It will be Sam's art. At a certain All point, right. we're going to take the art joke too far, and then we're going to have to release some. I, yeah, <laughs> Hopefully yeah, not. I hope not. Uh, I'll. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Wikipedia podcast here today. Uh, you know, keep standing for the truth and don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't go woke. <laughs> <laughs>